Hey there, everybody. Nico here. And whether you're a Sheen or an Estevez or an Estevez pretending to be a Sheen, go ahead and put your pants back on. Let's go punch a clown and watch some Geek Cast live. It's a trap! Diddly ho there, neighbors. Uh, welcome, welcome to Geekcast Geek Live. Live. Uh, it is season eight, episode a lot. We're like 300 and Jesus God, uh, 359. Uh, wow. I am your host, Rob Bass. And with me tonight, we have Cartoon Joe. And it's the Robin Joe show tonight. Uh, Ryan and Nick are off in the woods. I think they had some kind of. Uh, I think they were. I think that what they were doing is they're investigating whether or not bears shit in the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I look forward to a full, full report. Whenever they full accounting back. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> will we'll presumably be next week. But until then, you're stuck with us. Yeah. Uh, so how are you doing? I'm I'm good. I, I got out of work early today a little bit, which was nice. Doesn't nice. always happen, but it was a nice slow day at the uh the old uh GI lab. Member Excellent. of the Pooh crew. Gross. Continue. It is gross, but uh, I'm not actually in those rooms, so it's fine. Oh, excellent. Um, All right. yeah. gross. And see, like it's another reason I could I don't think I could actually be a nurse. There are parts of the job I could do. There's parts of the jobs. Yeah, I just I'm I have a very sensitive nose. Yeah. You know, like I I have trouble doing my own plumbing. Like so after here's the thing. Uh so I'm I'm pretty sure that I could handle that specific aspect of nursing pretty well. The bodily fluids aspect. Uh for those of you who don't know, once upon a time, eons ago. Uh, I uh, sold my services to Chuck E. Cheese. Um, oh, yeah, that'll, game room that'll ruin you on everything. And, man, like, if there's anything that'll numb you to the world, it's having to fucking deal with all of the things that come out of other people's kids. So, yep. yeah, no. Doesn't even, like, doesn't even kind of phase me anymore. I'll, yeah, I feel like uh, you had to clean up parts of a demon before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to scrape it out of the tubes of that little playground, and that's not hard. To, that's, oh, that's hard God. to get in and out of at your size. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's like getting demon ecker out of the fucking ball pit. Anyway, yeah. The other thing is, like, I'm not sure I want to stick people because I'm afraid that I'll like it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do you yeah. ever have those fears where you're like, I think I would like that, and that might I be a problem. I would be too good at this. <laughs> You know, uh, like it's tracking things and like keeping track of people's vitals and like, yeah. you know, that I could do. I could do that sure. better than most people, I think, because I've got a yeah. stupid brain that doesn't let me do one thing at a time. But if you need me to do 20 or 30, God damn it, I'm your man. I'm running great. I've, I've got right. your back. Yeah. <laughs> You're speaking to me anyway. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but it was a good, I mean, overall good day. Nice and sunny out. Had myself some uh, some black raspberry uh aldi lacroix 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> on day two of Mucinex, because I have a cold, because I always get a cold at the beginning of the summer. Gross. Yeah, so I can't, I'm sober tonight. So if I'm less funny, well, I've never been able to tell before. Yeah, well, you're all right. No. So, yeah, no. Yeah. Good. 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 How about you? How are you? How's the move going? Uh, Yeah, no, we're, uh, so we've got uh, most of the house pretty well finished up. Uh, We've got most everything painted at this point. We think we've got like one room uh, that we need to paint. Uh, and then we are in the process of getting the floors, um, redone up upstairs. Uh, we get some real nice hardwood floors. So we're getting those sanded down and restained and, uh, it's going to look really good. And, uh, Ashley's dad actually just finished, um, uh, finished our deck, which looks incredible. So I'm pretty, pretty stoked about that. Pretty stoked. So, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, we should start moving uh, here in the next you know, week or two, but it should, nice. it'll probably be like next week, whenever we start. But yeah, if it's a uh, if you're on a Saturday, let me know. I'll come down. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm into that. Absolutely. So yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Quality stuff. Sorry, I'm texting you right now. Excellent. I thought your I thought your spiel would go on for longer. Oh yeah, no. So uh, uh, yeah, um, we will be moving soon. It will be great. Yeah. Um, and other worldly things. Um, so you and I actually had been just discussing before the show um, uh, something that I thought was pretty interesting. I feel like we should go ahead and uh, continue on that. Um, and it started off with us talking about. Um, the need to make every everything kind of a, a live yeah, action movie. I don't. Everything has to be live action now. I don't. I don't fucking get it. Like, and, and it's 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 fun to fan cast stuff. Like people sure. like actors, and that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. I I am bad with faces. Sure, I could give a, as long as the actor's good. I do not care who it is. <laughs> and so. I think one of the the big things is obviously like the 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 ability to hit it big, right? Um, in terms of like cashing in financially, uh, you can you can make a ton of money just on movies. You get tons of exposure, and then you can further sell things. But it is a particularly like uh, I feel Western um, yeah. uh, idea. To, to take a property and immediately want to say like, oh, this is really good. This would make a good movie. Right. Instead of just enjoying the property for what it is, be it, you know, um, an anime or a cartoon or an animated project or, you know, yeah. uh, a television series, for example. Right. Uh, um, and I think and that's like, really. Me, I feel like, don't get me wrong, like Bahu Bali is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I can't help but think it would be even better if it was animated. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and, and that being said, I, I could definitely appreciate trying to make incredibly stylistic and flashy films like Bahubali or, absolutely. Um, Which, or, and, and to go back to your point, you wouldn't get in the, in the West. Yeah. Not really. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and, 
it, it, it's interesting. I, I guess it, like the anytime that you get like this. So we were initially talking about um, this um, this new animated show that's coming out to Netflix. That's called uh, Teresa. Um, and if you guys haven't checked this out, if you, uh, I think you watched the trailer for it a little bit earlier. I right, did. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's uh, like modern time, um, big city, dark noir um, investigations with like monsters that go bump in the night that are like lurking around in the shadows of the city. And it looks really good. And it feels Uh, like it has the um, the like character artists of Castlevania with a background artist of something a little bit more uh realistic like hyper realism yeah it's 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 really good it's uh, uh, and you wouldn't be able to get the those kind of stylistic choices uh, as readily available without like spending a good amount of money um and in a live action project um uh it's just it's fascinating um one of the other things that we were talking about is um, Star Wars, and because everything inevitably comes back to that. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, it uh, is it is the Rome of movies. It is it, all roads lead to <laughs> Star Wars. That is absolutely true. Um, but uh, how much money do you spend um, anim- animating Luke Skywalker to you know Mark Hamill to look like Luke Skywalker again? Right. Um, and is is it more cost effective to do that, or is it more cost effective to just um, do an animated project and have Mark Hamill come in and voice act for Luke Skywalker? Not that I right. don't think the Mandalorian should oh, be animated, ama- but no. but exactly, but yeah, yeah, like uh, and, and Star Wars is a, a, a unique. I, I think uh, property and not that there aren't other properties like this. So I guess it wouldn't be unique, but uh, it, it is an interesting property in that um, it spans so many different mediums. Right. right. So obviously you've got the movies, um, but immediately after the original trilogy released, they started releasing books that were considered Canon. Uh, and they're still releasing books all the time. Uh, comics, um, video games, um, different kinds of like radio, uh, uh, like plays and, and stuff. There, there are all these different like mediums and ways to consume these star Wars stories. Um, and you know, including animated projects um, or, or um, live action series and stuff. Um, this is interesting. I, I I'm, I'm glad that there. I, I would like to see more properties. Um, not that I I think that many would be able to just spring up and achieve the success that Star Wars has at this point. But right. I, I'd like to see more properties. You know. Uh, sp- try and tell stories across multiple mediums. I think that's, uh, that's particularly yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm with you. The other thing, though, is like, uh, we can't ever have Princess Leia in a movie again. Sure. It's certainly not a live-action movie. Sure. Because that was Carrie Fisher. Yeah, absolutely. But in an animated property, I personally, as a fan and a big fan of, of Carrie Fisher... Would have no problem if you found somebody whose voice sounded like her. 
Yeah. And they've already done that in uh, Rebels. So I right. mean, like, it's not even that like, far. Yeah, exactly, track. exactly. Yeah. And and so you can get more stories with some of these characters this way, you yeah. know, um, which I think would be wonderful. Because I, I, I want more stories with those characters. I just don't want bad stories with them. Sure. You know, for, for as much as I actually really, truly enjoyed probably two-thirds of the the most recent trilogy, mm-hmm. um. It was not a good arc because they didn't plan it out beforehand and didn't have um, George Lucas's wife to help them put it all together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, not that I think that has anything to do with them not making that animation. No, 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 no. That was, yeah, that's that's a whole other. No, it had nothing, yeah, it had nothing to do with animation and everything to do Beast. with Just tell a damn good story, you fucks. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> You have some of the most brilliant filmmakers of all time, and that's the stories you gave us? Yeah, well... Go home. So Think about what you did. Uh, so fortunately, in my opinion, um, Lucasfilm, or I guess, yeah, Lucasfilm, uh, it has you know recently had their coup, and Kathleen Kennedy is out, and Dave Filoni is the new god king of Star Wars. Thank, thank God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm. I, I've been a big fan of him for for quite some time. Anyway, I mean, he was one of the lead animators early on in um, Avatar: yeah. The Last Airbender. Oh, um, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. That's actually where um, some of the stuff that he cut his teeth on, and it was from there that he ended up getting picked up by Lucasfilm. And so the story of that's actually pretty pretty funny uh so I, I i treasure him uh and if you ever get a chance you should watch some some of the interviews with dave filoni um but anyway so the the story roughly goes um that there's you know just one day that he got um got a phone call from somebody and so he answered it and they were like hey i'm so-and-so from lucasfilm and we wanted to you know we've got this project that we're interested in and we wanted to uh you know invite you by and he was uh initially like yeah who put you up to this and then like hung up to hung up on him (laughs) (laughs) i assume he didn't apply and then no no like got a call like out of the blue uh like while he was doing avatar um and uh, uh, they ended up like calling back and like, hey, you know, we're so and so from Lucasfilm. I think we dropped you. Uh, and he's like, wait a minute, very like, polite, right? Like, are you? Wait, what? And so, like, kind of slowly signed up and like tentatively went, thinking that somebody was fucking with him. And like, it wasn't until he got to Skywalker Ranch that he realized, like, oh like what the hell is going on uh and then like had like a weird interview with some people and then they left the room and then like he sat in there for like half an hour or so and then george lucas just walks in sits down and just like starts just like talking at him about star wars like star wars is about family star wars is about this star wars is about this (laughs) and then just like it's just sitting there like talking oh my god and then like full-on info dump right yeah and then like they like george just like gets up walks out of the room and then 
somebody comes back in a few minutes later, like, okay, George likes you. Them. Oh. Yeah, like, <laughs> George likes you. And then, like, George likes you. You can tell because he shared his hyperfixation with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure I definitely did not do that story justice. If you get the opportunity, I would really recommend look up or looking up uh, David Loney's interviews. He's got a few of them, uh, and like the behind the scenes, the making of for the Mandalorian. Um, it's fantastic. He's in a handful for uh, the, the Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff. The guy is an absolute treasure. Um, I mean, Clone Wars and Rebels are, I superb. think, yes. Definitely in my top ten. Um, I mean, they're they're definitely my top five animated shows of all time. Yeah, that's absolutely. easy for me to say. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if they make it beyond my top ten for like all time favorite stories, but they they got to be up there. They got uh, yeah. I mean, they're probably even up there for me. I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. like they're uh, the they're incredible stories and they like while they are animated projects like they are not they're not kids shows like yeah there's there they cover some very dense and heavy topics in them um and there's there's a lot of you know uh plot mystery you know uh, all sorts of you know moving things that are going on um with you know very rich and developed characters that are a dynamic that you know love and lose and do all of these things yeah uh, that's great yeah and which also brings me to like like you, do you know the real reason that everything has to be a live show why is that or live action because there are some people who think that if it's a cartoon if it's animated it's for children and they won't watch it and so that's See, money that's money that movie studios won't get and it baffles yeah. me because things yeah. can be good Things can be for children and be good. Sure. <laughs> First of all, and, and, like, and be complex stories. Like yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But things can uh, also be good and be animated and for adults. I think that's just. I think for the most part, that's generally um, people that had grown up in a time period where cartoons were, you know, Looney Tunes and, right. and or, or, you know, early Cartoon Network which, and stuff where, where it was. Also, uh, it's just it's also really weird because like car- cartoons weren't for kids at first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they and, didn't become uh, for kids until until like really until like Gen X was growing up. Sure. Um, and I was actually, you know, talking to your, to your brother about this a little bit, but it was fascinating going back and looking at some of the different shows that came out of, you know, the, the 90s and the early aughts. And while, uh, looking at them on the surface as, you know, cartoons or kids shows, things that were on, you know, Cartoon Network and yeah. um, Nickelodeon. Um, and But also seeing... Um, all of these like incredibly rich undertones. Like we were talking about Animorphs specifically. Um, oh man. And, and, which is, yeah, like a crazy throwback, right? I don't remember uh, that show, but uh, I know that it existed. So Animorph was both a show and it was a series of books. Um, and it was about this alien war that ended up sprawling out over unto earth yeah uh, and there were these aliens that uh could like take over your mind and shapeshift and there were other aliens that were shapeshifters as well 
And whenever they got here, they ended up inadvertently um, enlisting like a bunch of children and giving yeah. them these like shape shifting powers to help them in this war against these like this this you know evil hive mind monstrosity you know right. aliens. Yeah, it was like uh, a, the story of the trauma of child soldiers. Yeah, exactly. If that's shit that we got fed on Nickelodeon, <laughs> like. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's I don't exactly remember it. it I don't remember the cartoon That's at exactly all. Exactly what but. it was. It, it wasn't a cartoon. Sorry, that was a live action show. Um, oh, not, oh not, shit! Yeah, it was. Sorry. But, yes, yes, yes. Now yeah. I remember. Of yeah, course. No, okay. So, yeah, uh, but like um, other things that were, uh, you know, uh, uh, you get all sorts of like uh, stories coming out of like. Um, Japan, like I, I grew up on a lot of anime and like, uh, like uh, Adult Swim and um, right. Uh, what was, what was the tsunami fucking power? Or it was tsunami. That's what I was thinking of. Um, um, you, uh, oh yeah, Gundam. Yeah, Gundam was a pretty yeah, and Gundam I think is a particularly interesting story because it is uh, so very often, most of the time, it is it is a war story, and a lot of times mm-hmm. it does involve child soldiers and stuff and you see all of these things um and while you do like look on the surface and you're like ah oh, giant robots fighting each other or like brightly colored you know characters running around doing weird things um, yeah. but a lot of times it is like stories of like trauma and like while it is a war story like they it's very clearly that this is like an anti-war story this is you know right war is bad children are fighting in these wars even though they get to pilot super dope robots Right, uh, and yeah, and the, yes. the super dope robots are how we hook you, and then right, and, and then, then we and then you, you start to wonder, wait a minute, where are the adults in this story? Are they all dead? Right, right. what's going on here? <laughs> Why? Why is the seventeen-year-old uh, going to go kill that other seventeen-year-old? Right. Uh, who, who seems bad? Do they have a pilot's license for these things? Right. Uh, well, and then like the the storylines of like the kid who can't. He can't pilot the Gundam until he does this thing, and then suddenly he can do it. And yeah, he comes in and saves the day at the last minute. Yeah, typical trope. Um, yep. Sorry, I just i i never i haven't revisited Gundam, so I haven't. I'm just now oh, yeah. absorbing the messages that were there underlying. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's super fascinating. But it is so we were talking about yeah. you know some of the media that had inadvertently you know shaped uh us right. and our generation into, yeah <laughs> and anti-nuclear yeah. proliferation uh socialists yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah. So, thanks tv you thanks to really you tv you taught me everything right now. you did it yeah well i just i was thinking about you know what i revisited uh there, there's a new yeah, and I hate it. I hate the idea of it. I'm angry uh-huh. that it exists. It's uh-huh. also fine that it exists and and whatever, do whatever you want. It's your property, it's your money, and kids these days maybe don't watch old cartoons. But but there's a read there's I think it's on HBO, uh they have redone Rugrats. Yeah. Yeah, where they updated the animation style to that new, in my opinion, terrible 3D animation. Sure. But yeah, uh, but I'm definitely probably not the market for that. At this no, point. I'm definitely I don't know. not. Like I don't, 
Yeah, but, but so here's 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 I'm gonna think that they would. I don't know the the reason I don't like it. Not the the animation, but the the like the thing that makes me like why is this is this a thing? Is that apparently it's the same voice actors doing the same scripts with updated animation. That's super there, weird. There's no new storylines. There's no like like there's going to be maybe some changes to some of the characters, but by by and large, it's the exact same stories with the exact same voice actors doing the exact same thing with different animation and i just don't that's, get it that's really weird yeah it's really because like if they were and if I, they were like rebooting it or just like continuing the story it's like right. here are new stories with the rugrats yeah uh, i'm like, all in yeah sure why not like i don't care what art style you do like go for it because i'm probably not going to watch it anyway but you know right Whatever. So there, I mean, and there are some updates. So like, um, we always knew that Phil and Lil's mom's a lesbian. Oh, absolutely. That or, was or never at least a question. Bi, right. She, yeah, for sure. Like that's, she was so obviously like the, the top to bottom trophy. Yeah. You know? What was her husband? What was her beard's name? Howie? Howard. Something? Yeah. Howard. Howard. Yeah. Who, yeah, who is was- obviously gay or bi. Right, and they have kids together, and they love them. Yeah, because it's fine. it's the '90s, and they're not yeah. allowed to be married to the people they're attracted to yet. Yeah, sure. You know, which is fine. Um, I wonder if Howard's still going to be involved in the kids' lives at all. Yeah, well, in the new show, I guess Howard's not as involved. Uh, the other thing is, there's a Dead there's deep. like an offhanded comment now where where someone asks. Uh, there, I can't remember her, the mom's name, which is sort of embarrassing that I remember Howard, but not Debbie, maybe might be anyway. Yeah. Deb. She does seem like a Deb. That's really funny. Um, sorry, just cause I know some Debs and like, (laughs) like dead ringer, but also yikes. Um, (laughs) uh, but she, uh, there's, there's a new, there are some new things. And one of them is somebody asks her about an old girlfriend she used to have, or she has an offhand comment about uh, an old girlfriend. Okay. Um, so now like where before it was just super queer coded. Now it's, it's obviously, yes, I used to have a girlfriend at one point. Sure. You know, which is cool. That's fine. You can update it in little ways. That's neat, but I just don't do, do something new. I don't understand this. That's the other thing about live action stuff to me. Tell me a new story. Stop telling me the same thing over and over again and just changing it by make, giving it a different skin. Right. Or, or just shortening it up and Hollywooding it up. Right. Like, how can, you know, we got to have a love story in here and we've got to at least have, you know, one yeah. sex scene or, you know, X or whatever. But Right. And I know we're going to have at least one listener who's going to uh, like message me about like uh, Joseph Campbell's monomyth or whatever. I don't mean like, like, please, by all means, keep telling me the same story arc and with the same beats or whatever. That's like. Yeah, but like, give me, give me something fresh. And like the the problem is uh, with that, though, is that there are so many. There are so many people that as soon as you start changing a property or telling a new story or something along those lines, you're immediately going to like set off some of the fan base. I feel like that's just right. kind of like the time period that we live in now though. Yeah. Everyone and, wants comforting and familiar. 
I get yeah, it. I get but, it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But also you can't grow as a person if you don't absorb new things. Correct. And there's lots of good <laughs> shit out there for you to just blatantly steal from and repurpose. Right. Lion so. King is Hamlet. Yeah. And you know, also, uh, oh shit, what's the name of the little white lion? The Japanese one. Oh yeah, Kim Kimbo? Kimbo. Kimbo. Something like From, that. Uh, it's like K-I-M something. Kimbo slice. Kimba. But I want to it call is, him. It is Kimba the white Kimbo lion. Slice. Yeah. Oh my god. Kimbo slice, the white lion. Just change it a little so they don't know that you copied. Yeah, it is. We changed the K to an S. Yeah, oh, Disney. Good stuff. Quality stuff. Anyway, I'm I'm I could I could go on to this topic forever, but uh I'm sure. We should probably there do are some plugs, plugs or something. Hey everybody, GCR here to talk to you about sipofhope.com. Uh the Sip of Hope Community Coffee Roasters is the world's first coffee where 100% of the proceeds support proactive suicide prevention and mental health education. As a social enterprise of mental health, uh, Sip of Hope Coffee is not just delicious, but it's also a great way for breaking the silence around suicide and raising the visibility of mental health resources in your community. So head on over to sipofhope.com, use our discount code geekofhope10 for 10% off of some delicious coffee, some cool merch, help the community at large. Hot diggity fuck, those were some plugs. Those were some plugs. Any idea what the timestamp on that is? Because I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Like, are we 46 minutes into this conversation? That seems long. Yeah, I think it's like half an hour. We'll say half an hour. When did you send me that text? Yeah, we'll say half an hour. Anyway, fuck it. Um, So uh, tonight, in honor of uh, the new... Marvel series that is dropping on Disney Plus Loki. Uh, I wanted to go through and talk a little bit about the history of Loki. Uh, are you familiar with such a character, Joseph? I am familiar with the character from Norse mythology, and I am familiar not- with the character from the MCU, but I am not familiar with the comic book character. Cool. Well, you know everything that you need to know we can go ahead and just wrap this up (laughs) Um, so uh, Loki uh, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna make a little bit of a game of this so uh, I'm gonna throw some trivia at you uh, periodically throughout throughout, uh, me just info dumping here but we're gonna go through a little bit about the history of Loki as a character in terms of uh, like we said, the Marvel comics, um, some major arcs that he was a part of, who he is as a character. Um, and um, I'm probably not going to get into anything of what to expect in this Loki series because I've got no fucking idea. But yeah. we're going to go into it together. So, uh, true or false? Thor appeared in a comic book for uh, for Marvel prior to Loki. Oh, that feels like a trick question. I'm going to say false. False indeed. So uh, it was um, 
It was in 1949 uh, in a comic called Venus Number no. 6, where Loki uh, first made his appearance. And he did not look anything uh, like he does uh, at this point. Uh, all right. Like all uh, good misguided souls, uh, he is a ginger. And uh, he is uh portrayed as some sort of god of evil specifically where he is depicted as and get this a member of the olympian gods uh exiled to the underworld uh and is traditionally uh kind of looks devilish in most of his portrayals uh yeah which is real real fucking weird uh that's amazing you know because why not just cherry pick whatever the fuck you want from mythology and you know make your own you know yeah fiction, yeah fiction. come on <laughs> do it do it <laughs> so uh Sorry. this is no. it's, it's exactly what we were just talking about yeah exactly <laughs> make a movie of it uh live action it anyway yeah. so uh he does all sorts of fuckery and stuff um uh, but he doesn't really you know He's not a re- reoccurring character in comic books for a time. Um, so it's not until um, uh, 1962 where he makes his first appearance in a Thor comic book and uh, Journey into Mystery number 85. Um, so uh, you, we'll go over like real quick and briefly like the, the history of Loki as a character. Uh, so in um, the Marvel Universe um, and their mirror of Norse mythology, there was the great war between the Asgardians and the Jotuns, the Frost Giants. Um, and, uh, and Odin slays the King of the Frost Giants, uh, Lofi. And after the battle, um, in the wake of the carnage, they find a little bundle um, that seems to be squirming and stuff. And inside the little bundle is uh, baby Loki. Uh, some of the Asgardians want to kill it, but Odin, just being a good guy, I guess, says, no, this is, uh, you know, the child of the king. We're going to go ahead and give him, you know, the, the life that he deserves. Uh, he is now Loki, uh, Odin's son, and we're, you know, he's... Thor's half-brother. They go back to Asgard. Uh, and throughout most of Loki's life, he just kind of grows up into the sh- in the shadow of Thor and ends up really resenting uh, his half-brother, adopted brother, or whatever. Um, right. And um, as the relationship gets further and further strained, uh, Loki continues to prank him and his friends, which eventually turns into, you know, pretty, pretty murderous attempts i guess but they're as guardians so you know i guess what's murderous for some people is just good sport for others um and you know uh, as their relationship grows on uh loki feels the need to um he, he feels like he should be the uh the heir to the asgardian throne and and begins him just being a dick and sabotaging Thor's life in order to try and become the king of Asgard. Um, so he 
he has a couple of real big and interesting story arcs that come up in the the Marvel Comics universe. Um, and there, there are a lot of different, you know, uh, timelines and stuff to, to follow there as well. But some right. of the big ones that um, normally crop up in um, the, the, the 616 canon, which is their, like, pretty official main continuity. Um, so one of the first big, uh, in fact, the first big um, uh, story that Loki was involved in was the original Avengers, um, Avengers issue one. Uh, the reason the Avengers came together was because Loki um, was banished by Odin to some um, far off island somewhere um, and made so that he could never leave. But Loki, being a tricksy little bastard, decides that he's going to learn how to astral project himself off somewhere else and um is gonna you know have his revenge uh and so he does so and he ends up go uh his weird astral spiritual self ends up going and finding the hulk and convinces the hulk that there is a bomb on a train and so the Hulk goes and tries to uh, goes and tears up the tracks and saves this train, but um, all of these other people around the world, being Tony Stark, Ant Man, Wasp, um, and man, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody else. Anyway, uh, they all come together and see that the Hulk is smashing smashing stuff up. Oh, and Thor, um, and they all see the the Hulk is smashing stuff up. So they go and try and subdue the Hulk. Uh, and Thor eventually deduces that Loki is behind all of this. And he goes and beats up his brother and all is good. They save the day and the Avengers are formed in case another threat like this should ever happen on Earth. Right. It, and was thus Captain we got America the Avengers. Not, was Captain America not originally one of the Avengers? Uh, you know what? He might have been. He might have been. I think he, I'm sure that he was actually. So, uh, so Captain America, the least important Avenger, if you ask me, was also yeah. there. I just, um, I only asked because I know that he has been called the first Avenger. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was yeah. just, I was like, he, oh, that's interesting. He wasn't in. He wasn't involved in the first. No group was, of Avengers. He was, he was certainly involved in the first one. He's just gotcha. You know, He's yeah, at the he's back just... of everyone's minds. Right. As he um, should be. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that's that's how the Avengers came together. And it, it's interesting, you know, it, it, seeing all these years later, um, whenever we did inevitably get the Avengers film, Loki is still the person that ended up bringing the Avengers together. Yeah. Right? Uh, I was thinking about that as you started to tell me that. Yeah, yeah, so good, good, juicy stuff. Um, good job, Filoni of Marvel. Yeah, yeah, well done, Marvel's Filoni. <laughs> uh, so one of the other stories um, that he uh, he comes up in is a storyline called Siege. And it is a real interesting story. Uh, so it was published in um, early 2010. And so Siege takes place um, 
in a time where Norman Osborn has become the United States primary like defense officer uh, and leading uh, Hammer, which is like a anti uh, Stark Tech uh, company, essentially. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah like yeah. Dark Stark this Tech. Is, yeah, this is the same Hammer from like Hammer Industries, <laughs> exactly, in, uh, exactly. Iron Man Two. Yeah. And so uh, Norman Osborn has like assembled his own version of like the dark Avengers that are, you know, maintaining order and defending things and stuff. Um, And, you know, arguably doing an okay job at it. Um, And one of the other things that's particularly interesting about this timeline is that Asgard is actually above the United States. Uh, specifically, like just outside of New York, I think, or some such as it normally is. Yeah, it is pretty weird. Um, so, as is it kind of like, um, sorry, is it like the uh, like the Rick Rorden, um, what is that, Percy Jackson, mm-hmm. where the gods are just over the center of civilization, whatever that is? Sure, kind of, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like a floating, like it's it's as if like. Asgard was picked up out of the space that you see and like put into the atmosphere and just hovering over like the Hudson Bay, I guess. Gotcha. It's or, just there. It's just there. Yeah. Does it explain how it gets there or is it just like, uh, like invisible what? to it, mortals or I'm I'm sure that does it is visible to mortals because Loki ends up convincing uh, Norman Osborn that it is in America's best interest to do what America does best, and that is strike. Amazing. <laughs> and so <laughs> Norman Osborn, America, Hammertech, Dark Avengers, all this stuff, they all decide that they are going to assault uh, Asgard. And um and this is uh, this is during the time period that's known as like the Dark Reign storyline. That's kind of like the culmination of all of these things that like saw like Norman Osborn come to rise in the American government. Um, oh, all right. Getting all sorts of like um, uh, military contracts everywhere, and and just like this real dark time and the, the Marvel timeline. Um. And so anyway, uh, it's a. Uh, it's not great. There are a lot of deaths. A lot of people die in this. Uh, and it's good. Everything's good. Anyway, uh, so uh, Loki and Thor inevitably end up uh, duking it out during this. And uh, in the end, Loki tries to flee away. Uh, in the process of doing so, uh, Thor ends up using you know light- lightning magic to destroy his escape craft. And I would like you to guess where Thor yeets the spacecraft to. Mm. Uh, with with Loki, presumably, like with Loki's like shattered body, presumably within mm-hmm. it. Right. What is the name of the planet that uh, becomes Planet Hulk? Oh, that's a good guess. Uh, Scar, Sakar. No, oh, yeah, Sakar. That was going to be my guess. Yeah. Sakar is a good guess. That's a really good guess. No, uh, so he uh, uh, goes out into space and then proceeds to yeet his brother into the sun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, where Loki remains dead for some time. But, you know, 
Yeah. Because it's comics. Nobody Back when really men were men and others were eaten into the sun. Yeah. The good old days. Yeah. But anyway, Amazing. So, Where's the prayer yeah. you video about that? Right? <laughs> uh, and so this... Um, this uh, this was like the the last big event that happened in what was known as the the Dark Reign, um, and after that, um, the Avengers um, were able to like reassemble and get Norman Osborn presumably out of office and other things, um, and in doing so, it um, kicked off what was referred to as the Heroic Age, which was you know um, you know twenty tens to like mid twenty tens. Um, that era of comics. Uh, Loki stays dead for a while, uh, and whenever he does show up again, because he inevitably gets reincarnated or re- resurrected, I think is the term that is more appropriate here. Uh, right. I guess it is kind of a reincarnation, but they bring him back, and he's trapped inside uh, the body of some like little boy. <laughs> uh, but it's still Loki being being a little dick and stuff. Um and uh Thor tows him around and does, you know, some things and stuff with him. But what I think this is particularly interested in uh, is it leads to a storyline where uh Loki ends up getting uh, brought into the new Avengers. Um, what? Yeah. And eventually ends up tricking Wiccan, who is, uh, if I remember correctly, one of Star- Scarlet Witch's kids. Um, but let me make sure of that. Yeah, okay. Um, so it's Wanda Maximoff's boy. Uh, so tricks Wiccan into aging him a little bit, so he's uh, no longer trapped in this like boy form body and is now trapped in teen form body, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess they're... I don't know if that's the one that I'd be trapped in, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, who is this? Spider Man? Who, who Loki? No, I'm just making a joke about oh, being trapped. Yeah. In oh yeah, no, I, exactly. Yeah, because I mean, my teenage years were definitely you know rotund and <laughs> not the right? peak years. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, so uh yeah he he ends up joining up with uh let's see here i'm trying to remember it was wiccan and some other hulk kid and i'm doing a real good job with this right now but anyway uh, yeah, so he ended up joining up with the Young Avengers for some time and um, ran around with them. So that, yeah. I, I thought that was particularly interesting. Uh, and he seemed to do, you know, generally speaking, more uh, good than harm there, um, which is uh, which is pretty cool. Um, right. So, yeah. Um, now, one of the other things that I think is interesting, and I know that they were talking about um, touching on this and um, the Loki show, I believe. Uh, and it was also something that was a pretty, pretty heavy topic and um, a story that took place around the same time or shortly after him joining up with the new, new Avengers, you know, this, this teen Loki. Um, 
about him being a um a bisexual and gender fluid character right and um I think that's really cool uh, for a multitude of reasons. First of all, uh, I think it's very like the traditional imagery um, of Loki to begin with from like Norse mythology. Oh, absolutely. Um, Because Loki fucked all sorts of things. He was, he was uh, like, not to be like, he wasn't a super lusty guy, but he was definitely, definitely a bisexual God. And, you know, it didn't even end with people and gods and things like he, you know, had sex with a uh, horse and gave birth to like a 12 legged steed that Odin rode around on and shit. Yeah. Uh, Loki Slip got weird. Bear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Loki got weird. Um, and so I think it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I would like to see them, uh, how they're going to tackle that. Um, and I think Tom Middleton's probably going to be a good character to be able to, to, to tackle that or it's a good actor to tackle that. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, um, it's very cool stuff. Um, yeah, and he was in other things, but, you know, there are a lot of stories. He's been around in, for, you know, 60 years at this point in time uh, pretty right. regularly. There are a couple of, you know, pretty, pretty big lines with him, um, including uh, young, young Thor. Um, Oh, I had other ones, but I'm not. I'm oh shit! Yeah, I just I. Not that it matters, but the fun thing that was missed in your description of of how Loki got down with the horse is that really? Loki Loki was the mayor. <laughs> and and I'm pretty sure it was uh, because the horse was needed to the horse was needed by i feel like a giant who was building like a wall or something yes and he did it so the giant would lose a bet that way the giant wouldn't marry probably frigga or freya or something like that something like that yeah uh (laughs) that's right he was gonna build he was gonna build this wall and uh in exchange he was gonna get to marry freya yeah, but I only think. if but only if he built the wall uh, before you know. X yeah, amount a certain of time amount of time. Out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but he He's couldn't do it without the help of his horse, uh, Vavilfari. Sure. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a- good at that. That weird D word. I don't or uh, rune. I don't. I don't know what that means. But I assume it's a th noise. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But yeah, so Loki Loki distracted and seduced the horse and then uh, carried its child for however long horse gestation takes. Then birthed a 12-legged monstrosity. Yep. He gave it to his dad as a present. <laughs> Look what I made you. You love Look me, what I daddy. Made you got a, you got a, your grand horse. This is your grand horse. <laughs> I hope, I hope that comes up at some point in the show. I would love for that to be a flashback. Oh god, that'd be amazing. Got to do it before Anthony. Uh, what's his Hopkins name? Dies. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. My my brain immediately went to Anthony uh, Mackey, and I was like, nope, wrong show. Okay. Anthony Bourdain, also wrong. Already show. dead. 
already dead, but yeah. God, Anthony show. Bourdain would have been great in the MCU. I don't know who he would have played, but it would have been really good. Oh, man. Who would I put Anthony Bourdain as in the MCU? I would honestly just want him to be himself. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> hanging around at Avengers Tower. Is that Anthony Bourdain? Yeah. Yeah, he's just, yeah it's my cook. It's fucking Tony. Okay. Yeah. Tony yeah. and Tony. I I would watch a Marvel one shot of like it'd just be like the Tonys, yeah. And it's just it's just Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark hanging out with Anthony Bourdain, yeah. Just I'd like that down the coastline of California. Yeah, if someone could invent a resurrection and make that happen, please and thank you. Yeah, and that's all I want him back for. I don't I don't need him for anything else. No, I'm just kidding. If you can bring him back, please bring him back. We need him. It is our darkest hour. Yeah. Gosh, that's funny, but also true. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's uh, my quick spiel generally on nice. Loki. Uh, there's, you know, a show that's coming out about him. Watch her down. I hear it's going to be good. So I'm I'm excited for it. It looks well. You know how I love time travel and things. It looks like Doctor Who. It looks like America's oh, yeah. finally doing a, a version of Doctor Who that people will like and won't go, isn't that just Doctor Who? I had not considered it from that perspective. That's interesting. Well, uh, just when I yeah. watched the trailer, that's all I was thinking about. I was like, huh, that's neat. So he's like yeah. a time-traveling cop, but he doesn't want to be that because he's also the god of mischief. Because mm. he's also, yeah, because he's Loki. Yeah, but, uh, it'll be interesting. I'm really about it. So Yeah. And that comes out, uh, This that'll already be Today. Out. Uh, it should be yeah, out. It'll be, yeah. By the time you listeners hear it, it'll have been out since Wednesday. But since today is Wednesday, it's out already. Yeah, because time is a circle. Yes. Time is an illusion that helps things make sense. (laughs) Oh, God. I rewatched that this weekend. That's probably... I'm ready to talk about what I'm geeking about if you're ready to talk about what you're geeking on, Joe. (laughs) I've uh, I've been revisiting Adventure Time this week. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, I've just been I've been tired. The world is emotionally exhausting, and sure, you know I'm working two jobs, and they require different skills. So I'm I'm just tired out all the time, and I've I've got a cold, sure. as we previously established. Sure. Uh, so I've just been I've just been uh, on HBO Max. Adventure Time is there, and so um, there was a new just as a sidebar. If you're if you've been looking for new Adventure Time. Uh, they've done now three episodes of this thing called Distant Lands, which I is their new mean series. Get around to that. They, it? They, it's first of all, it's excellent. Um, but each of the episodes is like forty-five minutes long. It's a huge deep dive and into it like one story. Civic characters, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. so like the the first one was how Bimo got to Earth. Nice. Um, or, or how Bimo left Earth and then came back to it. I think actually because the regular series establishes that he's there, but yeah. Um, basically how he came to meet Finn and Jake is really the, uh, the second one was, um, uh, princess bubblegum and Marceline, um, sometime after the end of the main series. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're sort of delving into their past history when they were together a thousand years ago or whatever. Sure. Um, and so that's fun. You get to see like, uh, there's a whole new 
kingdom that gets introduced. They're like glass people, which is cool. And you get to see like a, like a young adult Finn instead of a teenage Finn. Nice. Um, and I think, I think Jake is dead at this point because Finn has a tattoo of him on his chest. Yeah. It's a really cool tattoo. Um, uh, and then the, the last one that just came out is um, it's called Finn and Jake together again. Nice. Um, and it's, it's really, uh, it, it takes place after, uh, basically after Finn has died. Yeah. And it's, it's his journey through the underworld and sort of their last adventure together before they're reincarnated. Um, cause that's, that's the thing cool. that exists. Yeah. Um, so I, I was re I was watching that, I think for the second time. <laughs> and then I was like, I need, I need some more. What am I going to go watch? And so I went and I, I rewatched the, uh, the, the season finale, which came out the week my granddad died. Um, nice. and so like, that's I mean, not nice. He was dead, but no, but, nice that you were able to yeah. go through and yeah. Well, and it's, it's so, so that's, that episode always hits me. Like it makes me cry every single time. Sure. I think it would make me cry anyway, but because of the, the timing of it and stuff, it sure. really, it really gets me every time. And it's all because of that, that song. I keep referencing time is an illusion that helps things make sense. Yeah. Um, in that season finale, Bebo starts singing a song to Jake. Uh, cause like Jake's been hurt by some monster. And he was like, Oh, I'm just going to sing you this song. It's going to make you feel better. And it turns out that this song is like the thing that, that helps them defeat the big bad of the episode. Um, nice. because it's, it's glob, uh, gold, you know? So mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's glob, which is like their God. And then there's gold mm-hmm. who's like the devil. And so sure. gold is, is discord incarnate. And so to beat him, you harmonize, right? Sure. Um, yeah. And it's just this beautiful, you know, uh, will happen, happening happened or whatever. Um, but it's you and I will always be best friends. You and I will always be back then. And it's just those lyrics. Like it, it, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. Just that. Sure. Anyway. So I've just, I've been rewatching adventure time and I've been really enjoying it. And it's just, it's, I don't know. It's a very, it's my comfort food show. I will, Right, right now, I should say, because he was the West Wing until politics got too fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's not even fun to pretend it used to be nice, you know. <laughs> uh, gotta live in a post-apocalyptic world where things are actually okay. Yeah. <sighs> even though they're different and horrible. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, Adventure Good Time. Show. I really recommend yeah. it. It's 11 minutes an episode. It's very digestible. Um, it's wonderful. It is a kid's show. If you want to skip to where the, it starts to get meaty, skip the first half, get right into season five. And then that's where to me it picks up and is actually like, Oh shit. This is, it's that, um, uh, that moment in Rick and Morty that Ryan references about, uh, uh, existence being pain or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's where that happens is in, is in season five. But Anyway, I recommend it. I've been enjoying it. What have you been geeking on this week? Oh, shit. Um, well, I just got in my first batch of miniatures for Star Wars Legion, which I'm pretty oh. excited about. Yeah, so I will be, uh, once we get moved in and stuff, uh, ready to start assembling those and getting them painted up and stuff. I've got a buddy who 
uh, is going to be playing clones and I'm going to be playing uh, separatists. So nice droid army for life. And then uh, additionally, I finally got to go through and watch the second season of primal. Have you gotten around oh, to that yeah. yet? I haven't even finished the first season. Oh um, man. I just, when I, the first time I sat down to watch it, I realized there was no dialogue and I was busy. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to have to come back to this. And then I just haven't yet. Yeah. That, so it is something that you have to sit down and watch because there is no dialogue in it at all. Um, it is absolutely gorgeous animation and I can't wait. I just, I keep forgetting to go visit incredible, it. Awesome animation, incredible background art. Like the deal, the detailing is fantastic. The monsters are horrifying. Like it's, such a great premise for a show like i love it so much anyway um yeah they they end up having a pretty compelling story uh near the end of the second season that really really hooks you uh so i'm i'm chomping at the pit for for more of that nice so yeah, I, I i would recommend that if you get some time to actually sit down and focus and i know that's it's hard to come that by is, these days, but I will do what hard I hard to come by, can. but it's, it's, it's totally worth it. It's really good. Uh, Excellent. And that's on uh, HBO as well. Uh, HBO max rather. Right. Uh, yeah. So primal star Wars Legion. And then, uh, Oh, one other thing. Uh, so just because I've been foaming at the mouth about Warhammer uh, for some time now, uh, they just announced um, the new faction that's coming out for Warhammer. I can't remember if I talked about this or not, but anyway. Uh, so the next faction that's coming out are Hobgoblins. And what? they look fantastic. Nasty, swampy, like, bog goblins that are just wretched. And they look like some something that came out of, like... Uh, they look like a cross between uh the the like the orcs from warhammer which are usually pretty cartoony and goofy looking and big and brutish uh and like the orcs and goblins from lord of the rings like peter jackson's lord of the rings and so they've got this like really sinister tone they're smaller they're lankier and the sculpts for the models are just gorgeous. And I've never been so interested in wanting to play orcs and goblins as I have been wanting to play hobgoblins. So I love orcs and goblins. They were my jam back in the day. Orcs, they're they're fun. They're fun. I but but these guys look like they would be right up my speed, yeah. like Trixie well, and like ambushing and like you've got, you know, plan you know, baiting traps and, and, and luring people to places that you want them and really controlling the board. Just nice. And this is good. This is original, like not original Warhammer, but like uh, fantasy Warhammer. So this is this is Age of Sigmar, but I believe that there were also um, hobgoblins and stuff at Warhammer Fantasy way back in the olden times. Find it, and I I googled. uh, I just googled Warhammer hobgoblins, and I was like, these look familiar to me for some reason. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, I think they showed up historically with Chaos Dwarves. Um, that feels which, right, but I don't remember. You know, yeah, anyway, I've looked this up. But yeah, my favorite were uh, 
uh, I think they were called fanatics, Goblin uh-huh. fanatics. Um, and the the lore is that they they drank a potion that gave them immense strength, but also made them lose their minds. <laughs> and so what they would do is uh, they were they were these little tiny goblins. So they're they're like maybe half the size of an orc's uh, orc piece. And they have these giant balls on chains. Oh, that's fantastic! They, I think so they like, still got some of those. They were like all sorts of ways. You know, you could you could pose them with the the ball in the ground and the goblin up in the air, or yeah, you know, maybe it's it's straight out and they're like pulling back on it, like they're trying to spin. Um, but those were my favorite because you had to roll to see you had to roll at the beginning of every turn to see what direction they flew off in. That's fantastic. I love that. And so there was a chance that they could just turn around and fly right into your army. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, you're playing goblins. You're yeah. Be God is the best. That's funny. So, anyway, it's sweet. Fun. If you like what you heard, uh, give us five stars. Subscribe uh, on you know your Apple Store. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah, Hell, whatever. if you hated it, give us five stars. Yeah, and then tell us uh, what the name of your Hobgoblin Con is. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Um, if you want to support us in other ways, you can do so over at patreon.com slash geekcastlive. You can give us some money and we'll do things with it. Uh, it may not be things that benefit you, but we'll, we'll enjoy it. So that would be cool for us. Um, if, uh, if you wanted to give us money that could benefit you, you can do so over at gcl.threadless.com. That's gcl.threadless.com. Yeah, give yourself a shirt or something. Yeah. Uh, if you want to drop us a uh, line, you can do so online uh, uh, on the Twitter machine or Facebook. All you have to do is search GeekCast Live. Or you can check us out at our website, which is violentpress.com. Rob made that. I made that. Is that all the things? Oh, join us on Clubhouse at at, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central uh, on Wednesdays for the pre-show. It's a a good time. Today we talked about, uh, I think, tentacle porn. Uh, The Australia Titan. Mm-hmm. Dinosaur that they just discovered, and engineering uh, licenses. Yeah, engineering licenses. <laughs> Riffing stuff. I mean, it's a it's a real broad show, and I think you'd enjoy it. So I think you would too. Plus, we invited everyone in the room onto stage to speak. So, yeah, oh, it, it is. Anyway, Avi Zane, thank you for yep. showing up. Call your grandparents. Miss you. Bye bye. Hey, everybody, as always, we want to give a special shout out and extra thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, backers, friends, family, the people that prop up this monster. Uh, You know who you are, but we want to give you a shout out anyway. Our boy, Sam Ulstercaster, uh, Popcap Williams, Danger Johnson, Dave the Fish, my man Fans, my man Rondo, Brandon Rust. Kelly Shuttlewood, uh, the Poly Nerds, Lada Bartova, Mungo Jerry, the K-Man, Jesse G. Letourneau, all of our friends, Dave Chappelle, not that Dave Chappelle, 1P, 1L, 
uh, Blaster Man Rodriguez, Three Finger Emily. Um, who else we got? Somebody said, well, yeah, old Blimpy, Clamperman, coming in hot, hot route. Thanks to all you guys and more. We appreciate it. Uh, we couldn't do this C-graded uh, product without you. Thanks so much. Grab Peppy G. Snarkle Flap. And the Hoosie.